Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Like, one of the, like, I guess sad, but also hopeful songs that I've, that I've ever heard is Running Out. And, like, you listen to, like, those lyrics yeah. where you literally... Yeah, I like, 22. Well, but no, but still, but hey, I remember standing in front of your mom's house just down the street from here with Sean Higgins right as the Trigger Man record was coming out. And, you know, Sean Higgins, um, he was just, he was just known for kind of being a certain way at times, but dude... He was like, I remember in front of your, you know, you were in front of your house. He was like, dude, Nelson, like, dude, these lyrics are some of the best lyrics I've ever read. And so. Uh, yeah, that's the sweet of him to say. I, mean, I, I always remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like my strength is I'm a pretty good writer. Like, like, I feel like I've always had that kind of gift to write. I, I don't want to get all braggadocious. But, like, I feel like, so I felt with Trigger Man. It was, I, I always wanted to be in front of the band to write lyrics and, and do that, you know what I mean? And sing and, and stuff. But like, that was my strong point. Like, I, I was like, okay, like, nothing else. Like, I can write lyrics and they were dark and they're a little dramatic, but I feel like they're honest, you know what I mean? And there's some hardcore songs in there, like that, in that first record, Impression, you know, it's an anti racism song. Right. And there's a song called, which is funny too, in this culture, like, there's a song on the Trigger Man album called Limit, which is about the media and like, poison journalism and i just laugh because i'm like yeah dude like you know like i think i wrote that so i read manufacturing consent by Noam chomsky and i wrote limit which is kind of my interpretation his, his book is obviously more connection of the government and the media to you know sell you on war and products in america and mine is more like you know petty poets with poison pens which is he mckay embraced right well it's funny that you bring up Limit, because I was thinking about that song, too, when you wrote it. Because I remember asking you, hey, what's this about? And you're all, it's about trash journalism, blah, blah, blah. And what I wanted to ask you was, so you were writing about, this was like 19, early 90s. You're writing about trash journalism. What would you say yeah. about it now? I mean, it's... It's awful, dude. <laughs> I mean, here's what I find funny about the political culture is the answer you know, the, the conspiracy theories and the conspiracy world and, like, the media thoughts, get it, and can't trust them, that, all through my childhood growing up and into, was a liberal left-wing stance. Like, those are the people who <laughs> believe that, that it's all good. And to see that go all the way full to the right, and that's now their mantra, like, can't trust the media, it's just, it's fascinating. Because you're like, oh, wait, you guys are the conspiracy theories? <laughs> like, what? I thought we were the ones in the conspiracy theorists. And then I think what we, it's so, I mean, it's, sucks. It's, it's different than the media that Chomsky's talking about in manufacturing consent because that, like I said, is more 
in sync with the government to sell you on what what they want you to do. And, and what's happened is now it's just all based on ratings and clicks. It's all based on like clicks, right? right? So, and, and so like I find it insane that CNN and Fox News will report stories on each other. Like here's a news station, the top story tonight over on Fox News. John Hannity said this, and then on, on Fox News, like well, the top story tonight, you know. Over on CNN, Anderson Cooper laughed at Donald Trump's speech. It's just like, what are you? That's not even news, man. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it. I, I, I only like to watch the she- Shepard Smith has, a, has an NBC show, and I've always liked Shepard Smith. He's a Fox guy, but it's just straight up news. Like, like here's the facts. Like, like the news you grew up as a kid. And like, that's what I want. I don't want talking heads. That, that's a huge mistake that's happened in this country. In this, is that the talking head shit got so much better ratings than the evening news, but that's what dominates the news channel. They're, right. just, they're just like, here's an hour of someone's opinion. It's like, fuck you, man. Like, you know, there's a reason we can't beat COVID and we don't even know. We're still arguing about that. <laughs> the news channel's like, hey, man, like, masks are bad. And on the other one, you know, masks are good. And obviously I'm on the side where I believe masks work and we should be warned, but I, I get why these fucking dudes who are watching Newsmax and shit don't. Like, you know, they don't even believe the election was real. See, that right there is something, that even-handedness. Because, like, you are someone that if anybody knows you, they know where you fall politically. You know, I, you don't need me to tell you where where you fall politically. But it's always been interesting to me, because I, this obviously comes out in your lyrics and stuff like that. And, you know, in, in just sort of your persona to kind of laugh at a lot of things. Like... You know, I remember you were reading a Bill O'Reilly book once, and I was like, dude, why are you reading a Bill O'Reilly book? And you're like, and you just kind of explained, like, listen, some of what he says is bullshit, but there's sometimes he says things, and it's like, okay, you know, it's just that ability to be even-handed. Yeah, because you don't want to believe everything you read, right? Right. That's the trap. That's why we're in this country why everyone's divided, because people in their hyperboles, and they don't, they don't. They don't like you know if you just watch Fox News, which I know a lot of people do, and now they're watching Newsmax, which is crazier. Right, but like, right. You're like, I mean, you're being fed propaganda from from a political the right wing's point of view, nonstop. Like they're you know, and then, and then in fairness, if you're watching you know CNN, which used to be more in the middle, but if you're watching that, or especially MSNBC, like you're not getting all the truth. You're getting someone people who want you to like root for their guy. It's like team sports. It's crazy. Like, and that's why we're so divided. It's like, dude, like we, you know, my grandpa fought in World War II. My, my grand, like, I will tell you this, that generation had it way fucking tougher than we ever had. They were at war with the Nazis and the Japanese in a gigantic, all-encompassing war. And they had to do it. And like, if no one gave a shit, if you were Republican or Democrat, you just said, we got to beat the Nazis. Like, we got to get, we, we're going to get wiped out, you know? And that's what I just, those lessons, you know, I was very close to my grandfather, and so, like, I know that mentality, and it's just, like, you gotta reach across the aisle, and, like, not everyone, most of my friends are Republican, and the swath through, well, half and half, and, like, and they're my friends, I don't care. Well, that's you know? one thing. Let's talk about Dave Smalley real quick. Dave Smalley's one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. I don't care that he's fucking Republican. Right. Like, cares. Like, that's, like, you know, like, that's not a deal breaker, but we gotta, as a country, and as a, as a group of people, like, come together and be like, hey, man, like, well, you know, we would we would be out of this COVID mess already if we were working together from the start, from well, the beginning. Well, especially and if we had a different leader at the time, who would have been like, "Hey, man, we got to take this seriously." We'll see. Like, that right there, and also like talking about Trump 
I'm like, I remember saying to someone, because, you know, I just know people that, oh, you know, I found out this guy's a Trump supporter. And I'm not even talking like QAnon or I'm not talking about like, 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 like one of the, I don't want to say crazies, but you know what I mean. Um, and I remember saying to someone, listen, if we're going to start not being friends with our friends because we think they supported Trump or something, we're not going to have a lot of friends left. Like, it's really going to get weeded out. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And, all, and obviously, there's nothing worse for our society, and it's really addressing this new trigger man record, than social media. Social media is right. the real undoing of, of, of our culture because you have people who are addicted to it. You're on Facebook commenting. Fighting. Like, I, I, I made the mistake at the very beginning of the Trump thing. I was very, uh, very aggressive and very anti. I was, I was a little bit worried where we're going. Right. I was like, Dude, this guy's a monster. Like, this is a this is insane. Like, I'm not saying, like, I understand the, the argument not voting for Hillary Clinton, but at the time, I'm like, I, I'm not that stoked on her either, but, like, what? This, this is the guy? Right. Like, no. Game show host? And so, so, um, and I got into real big arguments with Kurt Canales from Chain of Strength, who's like, and, and, and I could tell, and I, and I could tell my Facebook page that people were always writing me and stuff, saying, like, I love reading the comment section of Facebook page, because I would throw something up and there'd be, like, 300 of these, I had all these right-wing people on there, they just be arguing, burning each other, and people were—they were reading it as entertainment and being stoked and complimenting me, and and and, and thinking like it's something against them. I understand what they're saying because I was obviously instigating it. I thought it was fucking funny too. Like, 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 let's shake up the cats and throw them out in the fucking street, you know? Like, and but I start thinking like, this is bad. Like, I'm being part of the problem. Like, and so I got off that. I I didn't stop debating everyone. I I pulled way back, way back. Like, so this new record. It's it's more focused on kind of our world today, which makes sense because, you know, I mean, even though I know that a lot of the lyrics and stuff like that, when you first played me this record, it was before COVID. Like like, like COVID, you weren't con- you know we weren't as confined as right. we as we are as we are now. But what I've and I think I've spoken with you about this before. Like a lot of the lyrical content in Triggerman songs, um, dealing with like looking back on friendships. Maybe looking back on friendships that you thought were one thing, but then were actually another thing. Um, yeah, like yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the record's about you, and you haven't noticed yet. If you really listen to this record, all of it about you. All, all of it's it. about you. Oh man! Well, no. What's really interesting is we didn't like each other. That's the best part. But but like then there was one summer like you came back from a tour, and I was like going into tenth grade, and like I think I just kept coming around and then you just guys like gave up i, I, I didn't I, I never didn't dislike oh me. you didn't like me when we were really young you did not like well, me. i think it was fun i thought it was funny that you and your like nerd crew thought you were gonna step to me in the neighborhood like, oh i remember that that day yeah he was like your three nerd buddies are gonna you kind of had that coming you kind of had that coming mess with the wrong dude <laughs> <laughs>
and hung with your brother. But he was really, he was savvy with all that stuff, right? Like, there was a point he was really ahead of it. Yeah, because he's, he's such an interesting human because he's like, he was way ahead of that. He was involved in this world of this, you know, this BBS scene. He was known in it. Like, he had this (laughs) world of guys that had nothing to do with anything but, like, his BBS world that were there. And, And that throughout his life, he's done that. Like, you know, he's, I don't know if he still is, but he's really into podcasts at the time. And he was like, he had all these like podcast friends, and there's all these random dudes that you would see on supposed to be tagging each other, you know, and your brother's like bragging about podcasts that have like 60, 60 people listening to him. Just like, it's insane. But I kind of love that about him because he just, he's the, he's a no man, dude. He's taught his own path in this world, you know? Um, but lyrically, I, I do want to say something I think is important is, is that the writing style of that change. So it's when the Trigger Man lyrics, because you're saying that personal and stuff, they're always written in the first person. And that's how I write. So it's like, I, 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 you know, as you're talking about me, you're, you're pointing the finger at me. This time I've had to purposely change the way I wrote, which is all second person or third person you're pointing out. You're, so that was an interesting exercise because I didn't want to have the word I in any single song. I didn't, I didn't, it, it made it into one song called Dissolve, which was the, one of the first songs we wrote because I hadn't kind of formulated the plan yet as we were working on this. But for the most part, that was intentional. There's no curse words on this record. Like that was intentional too, because I had in my mind that I need to talk about this so people understand. I've had for a long time. I, I always want to have a children's choir do a cor- do courses in hardcore songs because I thought it would be a real interesting juxtaposition of like kids singing. And so with this, there's certain there were certain words or certain songs that I was like, man, this would be really cool if kids sang this because you're basically talking about being let down in life. So I thought that'd be more powerful coming from a child's voice and my voice, because I'm like a 50-year-old dude. And we were able to locate, uh, through a guy named Stan DeWitt, who's a friend of Derek O'Brien, a, a, a group called the Long Beach Youth Chorus. And they, thank God, they came in pretty much a week before we shut down officially for COVID, like when COVID was first kind of new. And did these gang vocals that are on three songs or four songs, parts, and they're just it's Awesome. It's like That's haunting. It's almost yeah, haunting. It's haunting. Yeah. Because yeah, the one song, the one song they sing on called "How Do We Get Here" is about, uh, you know, the environment problem going through, the climate changing problem. And I, I was really obsessed with that when I first started doing the Trigger Man record. All I was reading was books, books like The Fifth Extinction and all these like, you know, climate change books and trying to really understand it. And it's it's frightening. Like like it's a happening thing. It's going to ha- it's happening before our eyes, and we're so stuck in the mud, you know, like, and so I just thought it would be amazing if the kids were singing, how did, called, how did we get here? If they were singing, how did we get here? Because the point is like, how do we get here? Right. And right. Just, and I think it's powerful. Like I, and they, they end the record, they begin the record and they end the record, which is important too. So there's a song that kind of bookends the record called, uh, it's only natural, but it's like a vignette really. It's not, it's not a complete song. Um, and they sing this, these lines, it's basically poison our air, poison our water, poison our food, poison our land. Poison. And then there's like eight of them, and that's how the record ends. It's like poison, like poison everything. And then that the record kind of fades out into like the abyss. And that's, to me, it's just like, if you get to the end, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, well, these guys are on a mission. They're trying to save something.